Good evening, everyone, and am I excited to see all of you tonight. Tonight we have episode 49, and we are speaking about living your words of gratitude. This is Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People, and I am so excited to bring you one incredibly extraordinary man, Joel Dan Gershvain, J.D. Gershvain, and he is certainly filled with tons of wisdom. And I know you, Connie, who are here, thank you for showing up tonight, are gonna love this one. I, It's gonna be entertaining, informative, and I'm even in for some surprises, I have a feeling at this point. So hold on to your chair, because this is gonna be a rocky ride tonight. As you all know, Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People is a show about life transformation, living your dreams, spiritual inspiration, finding true happiness and my favorite favorite discovering bliss and it's time to manifest the life of your dreams good evening jd welcome to the show tonight how are you i am great i am so grateful that you're here all the way from chicago i mean my god i haven't had shy town in the house so this is even more of a blessing to me tonight the miracle of facebook live streaming meg i'm ready to manifest with you it is a amazing and i do want to shout out to the veterans who might be listening today happy veterans day thank you so much for your sacrifice we all honor you tonight because we know that freedom isn't free for some of us so your sacrifices mean a ton and we are grateful beyond recognition um, with that i want to remind all of you that bliss is not just an abstract idea it's an attainable state of being and whoever you are wherever you find yourself you are just steps away from living the life you desire so are we ready to wake up and unpack all the possibility in this world that's just waiting this universe is just waiting to engage our attention with jd tonight so before we begin jd i always remind everyone that this show is in fact based upon my book the magical guide to bliss and in that fashion november is the month of gratitude which is really one of my favorite things in the world is being really thankful and grateful for everyone who shows up on the path everyone who shows up in your life and certainly every opportunity that does show up as well so with that in mind i ask my guest to set your intention at the outset at the end of the show we'll ask you what the intention was for the show and then pick a number between three and 397 so that will correspond and that will be kind of your gift from the magical guide to share with the audience tonight so before i introduce you go ahead and do that and off we go you guys really are in for a treat tonight because since 2006 jd has been at the forefront of advancing the ideals of the digital world. And we all know the digital world because everybody's Zooming left and right. And I am so grateful for Zoom because it's connected me to some really inspiring people. And he is inspiring people. He's inspiring opportunity-oriented individuals and companies to harness the power of the online media to elevate their profiles. And he literally is one of the world's first independent LinkedIn consultants. So he made LinkedIn so possible and attainable to be used as a tool to up-level your, your business. And I am really excited because I've seen him in action as far as the networking he's actually gained and garnered over time. And I've been a beneficiary of the people that he's introduced to me through that, through that social media site. So that being said, he is a business psychologist, a speaker, facilitator, and media producer. Exciting. He's educated, entertained audiences all over the globe. More exciting. And he also is educating people how to create a competitive advantage in today's digital age, which I hope that you educate us all tonight in amazing ways. He's contributed to written work to Huffington Post, NBC, and Forbes, and he's been on many news channels like Fox TV, WGN TV News, CBS News, and WGN Radio. And this is really one of my favorite things. And actually one of the things I'm really excited to share with you is that he's a student of improvisational and sketch comedy at the Second City in Chicago. So good evening once again, JD. Woo! Whoa, Man. that was a mouthful. I hope I can live up to all that stuff. Who wrote that? You <laughs> what a that bio. Stuff? You know, I, one of my favorite things in your bio is clearly is Second City. And I know that you are the one who made that place even more famous than we could even imagine. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but just the, the guy that took a few classes, Meg. 
Yeah, well, you know, the guy who took a few classes that parlayed it into some incredible work subsequent to that. So, you know, I think I would love to start off tonight having you, uh, giving you the opportunity to tell the audience a little bit about who you are and your mission, both professionally and personally. You just told him. What can I possibly add? Well, I mean, you have a mission, right? You have a mission to change and, and make a difference in the world. I know I've seen you in action and the way you do it is so entertaining and engaging. So give us a little bit of that sunshine tonight. All right. Well, you know, I never thought that my story would be of interest to anybody. And sometimes I, I think it still isn't, but it's what got me to the dance and it's what's keeping me at the dance. So in 2006, a uh, major inflection point uh, in my life, as well as my career, I first laid eyes on LinkedIn and I, I truly haven't been the same. I, I never shut up about the site <laughs> and I had the foresight, thankfully, to kind of parlay that initial observation into a career. And it, it came to me serendipitously, although I know I would have latched onto it sooner or later, but by, by doing it back then, I was a mid-stage early adopter of the site and uh, again, very smitten with it. And yeah. w within a few days, literally, of creating my LinkedIn profile, I had transitioned my marketing practice to a consultancy solely focused on LinkedIn and was out there talking about it night and day. And wow. Uh, you know, really kind of doing the immersive exploratory work on this. If, if I was going to tell people how cool this was, I had to kind of walk my talk. So I created the first incarnation of my profile, which w was fresh and original. It didn't look like anything else I had on the internet. And I just went out there and introduced myself as as a guy who could answer questions related to LinkedIn, which at the time, for the most part, was branded as a job seeker site and really didn't have the business development overtones it has right now. Yeah. Uh, and it, it certainly didn't transform any lives back then. It was still too way too new. And nobody was ringing my phone. I, I was not being outsourced for the services that I provide today. So a lot of things had to happen for me to have a career as a LinkedIn specialist, and fortunately they did. And I basically answered a call of leadership and never looked back. You know, I want to say that, you know, LinkedIn, at least for me, you know, was a slow process in getting into that realm because, you know, certainly I have my business, but at the same time, it's more of like a fear, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. what am I doing here? And how do I posture my myself in such a way that it can, I can use that opportunity to network with other people. And, and, you know, people like you who do know and can navigate and can guide others to do the same. I think I want to show this because I love this this quote this 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 meme for for you it's the fearless authenticity of who you are and who you claim to be because you truly do show up with this generosity of service and and ready to serve and and on that note I want you to explain your owls because I see the owl behind <laughs> you and I know this is a part of your authenticity is the owl concept so please share with us a little bit about that story well, I'm a personal brand strategist, first and foremost. That's how I self-classify these days. Obviously, I, I play in uh, in the LinkedIn sandbox, but the overarching work that I do is is really working with folks to, to develop and uh, produce a professional or personal brand mm -hmm. and go out there in the business world with a unique identity and, and kind of harness that uniqueness to create business wins. And I had to do that on my own. I, I've never... Uh, really emulated anybody else. I've always kind of played to my strengths and uh, understood my weaknesses. And by fearless authenticity, I mean just going out there and and I guess not caring who's on the other end or what they think. And um, I, I've always operated within my own authenticity. I I am who you see. I mean, there's there's no pretense there. I and I've. I've let humility come into the picture. I've, I let a little self-effacing humor uh, come on board, and and that's the picture that I try to create. Uh, we never we never know what kind of impact we're making that's until true. people tell us what kind of impact we're making yeah. on them. So, yeah. truthfully, the owl piece is is important for me because back in um, junior high school, uh, what you folks call middle school today, I was assigned to do a theme project in science, and it could have been on any subject I wanted, and I picked the owl. 
there were a lot of owls uh, going around my family uh, at the time because my sister, Marsha, was in a ceramics class. Uh, she was a year behind me. and She was in seventh grade. I was in eighth grade. And she was bringing home a lot of ceramic uh, potted owls uh, that were a little off kilter. You know, they were a little asymmetric. One had an eye bigger than the other. One, uh, you know, one would be large, one would be small. But but they were undeniably owls. And the, the famous story that I tell in my TED talk was that uh, we came home from an art fair one night where she entered one of her owl sculpt, uh, sculptures in there. And she did not win. She did not place. She did not show. And she was so pissed off. <laughs> and, and there's a there's a very famous family photo of her holding this owl. And when we got home, I remember she wanted to throw it away. And I said, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll take it. And I literally rescued that owl from the garbage. It now sits on a on a in a shadow box frame in my credenza behind that closed door, which is my office. And I never let up on the owl imagery. It became a very important creature to me, and I, I studied it extensively. It's a mythical creature with uh, immense spiritual connotations, and uh, it also denotes wisdom. And it appealed to me. It, it, it appealed to everything as to who I was about. And little did I know that when it came time to name my company, that that's where I would go, to the that. owl. So yeah. Owlish Communications was born out of a childhood experience. And Maybe. the way I work with folks nowadays, Meg, is if there's something that they can pull out of their childhood uh, or young adolescence, these are the things that kind of make us up. These They've stayed with us for a while. They, they should be part of our professional lives. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I love that you brought that into your adult life because I think that it's kind of a reminder that, you know, we even as adults need to remember to play. And the fact that you kept what your your sister created and brought it into your world today with the connotations of the mythical figure of the owl, I think it really kind of, it ties you back to your, your beginnings. So I think even in that, what you build upon in your, build, your beginnings is and manifest from that, that point of view, is really poignant and I think that it really helps other people really start to think about their life as you know this foundation you build and how we continue upon it which I think is really more impactful now going back to the fact that you know I, you know that you seem to talk about the mythical I and mean, today is 11 11 and you know everyone says it's kind of a magical you know time in in, in the you know in the horizon, you know, where you walk these, you know, the, the 11 and the 11, you walk through the gates into your possibility. I find, you know, the owl, people who show up as owls, you know, all this divine wisdom that really truly can be the guides, which it seems like you've taken on that role as a guide to kind of usher people into the path of their own highest good. And I think that that's amazing. I wanted to ask you um, a little bit about, you know, today's theme is live your words of gratitude. And the quote is, as we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but live by them. And, you know, it, I think with you being a leader of your time, because you are, um, I'm going to show this particular meme as well, because I, I, I love it. It's the leadership branding that comes from within. And that's what you speak to. And, you know, when you're talking about living your word of the gratitude, the uttering the words that actually bring that forward, can you speak to this a little bit more as far as how you see leadership and then how you incorporate gratitude into your business practice? I became a student of leadership uh right around the time that my LinkedIn career was was turning the corner I again I, I I picked up the mantle the gauntlet as it were and and ran with it a little bit but I've I also knew that I had to strengthen myself I needed the intestinal fortitude to withstand what was coming at me and 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 having to defend my professional choices so I think that leadership like anything else we we internalize who we are we have this notion of ourselves and a lot of folks are kind of calling it best versions these days ah, so yeah. the best <laughs> versions of ourselves that we we asymptotically reach we approach it but do we ever really achieve it and yeah. if i wanted to be this leadership figure that i was envisioning myself to be i obviously had to approach it from the inside out so i i moved myself from the inside out everything has been uh, externalized since I started doing this. I, I found myself in the insular world of the internet. It, it might surprise some folks, especially those who know me, that I grew up a relatively shy kid. 
Uh, I think of how I was on the playground. I, I kind of kept my mouth shut. I never got into trouble much. I was fortunate in that I kind of, um, I, I was I, I was in with the athletic crowd and I was in with the cerebral crowd. So I had this nice combination of, of, of childhood experiences that kind of rolled into who I am and uh, taught me how to, how to really play to my authentic self. So the, the leadership piece is just, you know, you go out there and you just, you you do it so to speak you're, you're just setting an example and and i've wanted to be a leader by example in the linkedin field certainly but with exemplar leadership i also have facilitative leadership and servant leadership qualities that i like that i bring to the fore because i do come to people from a place of service right now meg i don't try to sell anybody anything <laughs> these days i, I really don't uh, I don't and think I, you have to when you come from a place of service i don't think you have to i think people gravitate toward yeah. new your brand because yeah. like you said the good word on you will spread it's like the, the and and that is literally how we met it was by virtue of a mutual introduction and how excited she was about connecting the two of us because she saw something really amazing in you and thought that we could literally benefit by networking together so you well, know likewise and, likewise a connection that's made nowadays has to have both parties being awesome exemplary people as well so no, i agree and, and i think you that that. what you're talking about like literally with what with how you present to the world is that you be a leader that carries yourself like a leader but also people that you know would be happy to follow you because nowadays the trust factor is huge i think that there aren't many people who trust anybody now it like it's like that is that is a big challenge and you have a sense where people are in your your realm they they go into that place where they can trust you and that's why you you attract so many people uh, you know, well, I, I'd like to think so. I, I don't really kind of look for that because when I'm speaking or when I'm facilitating or when I'm producing media, I, I really do it so that I, I kind of please myself. Uh, and I know that if I please myself, I'm going to please others. I, I'm, I think it's important to be well rehearsed and, and yeah. this comes from a dedicated improviser. But at the same <laughs> time, we have to be prepared. We have to be polished. We have to keep refining ourselves and give our content some sophistication so that when we do, uh, do unmute our microphones and speak or we do turn on our videos that that we present to the world the way that we would want to see ourselves presented. And that's that so-called best version that we try to approach. So I'm I feel that it's it's sometimes it's more like a do what I do, not what I say type of proposition. And I I just put myself out there and if if people like it, wow, it that's great. If I'm creating value for them, that's what gives me the warm and fuzzy. And on that point, what you're saying with regards to, you know, that's the authentic you. If you like me, you like me. If you don't, hey, there's many more people out on this planet. You can go find your people, you know? But the cool that's thing true. about you, yeah, but the cool thing about you, I think I, I really I really want to reiterate that is like in these times where everyone had to be resilient and try to be more flexible with regard to what is happening on the external and recreating perhaps maybe your message and how you deliver it literally on Zoom, you know, I think that what you've done and I think it has a lot to do with perhaps your ability to perform well because you, you've been trained in it and you also had an affinity toward the Second City approach because I've seen you in action. I see how you, you handle a crowd. I see how you bring people into the story and bring people into the conversation. So tell me a little bit of, about that, how it's impacted your interesting career path up, this, up until this point. Because I think the journey really is about, you know, persistence. And I, I'm going to put this up because I love this one, you know, in the resilience factor, which I think people forget about, you know, it, it, the things happen in time but you really need to you know be brilliant because you prepared like you've said and then show up with the resilience and the persistence and tell me a little bit about that because i think that that is truly a vital component in the authenticity factor well you know we're coming on board here eight and a half months into a global pandemic and i i feel that everybody's resilience is being tested it's one of those great qualities of the human condition and uh, we've all had our knocks, man. We've all been, we've all taken a few below the belt. We've, we've, we've all been gasping for oxygen when we didn't think we could. And, you know, for now it's, it's 
how can we persevere? How do we discipline ourselves to move forward? And there's so much gnawing at us right now. I, I mean, it's a it's a rough world right now, and I'm susceptible to the same human foibles and vulnerabilities <laughs> as anyone else. I mean, we're and and the beauty of where we're at right now is we're confessing these. So traits like resilience and vulnerability and emotional intelligence and the big one, the big E, empathy, compassion. These are these are such huge qualities right now because this is what we're about. We're not trying to sell coaching packages or software programs. We're 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 human beings that are trying to find other human beings like-minded. Create a sense of connectedness, a sense of community with people. From there, yes, we can do business. We can sell products and services. Yeah. But it, on my platform, LinkedIn, it, it's much more now about establishing yourself in the business universe, seeding conversations in a way where you're creating mutually beneficial opportunities and leveraging those opportunities to create wins on the other side for both parties. And when you approach people from that place of altruism and just yeah. wanting to do good deeds. The universe repays you, and to get there, you must be resilient, mental, mentally tough. You 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 must have the cognitive steam to just keep pulling you through these situations. The cognitive find, steam, I like that. <laughs> find, find the opportunities that hold promise, uh, organize them, prioritize them, uh, draw strength from them, and navigate them forward. And that's how you'll you, you'll be characterized as resilient. So it's interesting that you bring this up because it comes to mind. You know, they say that the intellectual strong person, a person who shows intellectual strength, has a curiosity and they have an openness. And when you combine the two in a balanced fashion, then wherever you find yourself in that circle, whoever shows up, then it becomes reflection and action. So you combine those two, and then what comes from that, like you said, really, really gauges to a higher, higher opportunity because you've taken that time to step back and say, okay, this is not going to end me. I've got to figure it out. But understand the human nature, like you're saying, be. That empathetic, vulnerable person to yourself because you know it's a little scary out there, like you're saying. And then to keep yourself out of fear, you know, I love that. I love that what you just said because really, these it's, it, a lot of anxiety does build up, especially around businesses nowadays. How are we going to do it? How are we going to show up? You know, especially when your old business model is not, a, you're not able to, you know, follow through in that in that fashion. And one of sure. the things that I with you. Is that you know you've taken an opportunity or a taken a challenge or anxiety and made an opportunity because you do like engage people to join you in a space where they can be really authentic themselves. So as people are listening, what are some of the greatest tools that you've actually been able to use to help you stand in the resilience and the persistence factor so you can shine really? It's LinkedIn in combination with Zoom. I, I've learned to love the webcam. And and I'm no stranger to broadcast communication. I've been a broadcaster since I was 14 years old. So my first day of freshman year at Nutra West High School, I joined my. Uh oh, I can't hear you. At the time that I joined the radio station, I I was ready for something like this. It it engaged all my senses. Uh, it it alleviated any fear of failure that I really had. I, I just went out there. I, I wasn't really nervous, uh, maybe the first time or two, but uh, I was out there reading news and doing rock shows and broadcasting sporting events and really getting confidence to communicate with people. And I, I brought that into the business world. I brought it through high school, through college, uh, through my postgraduate years, uh, uh, earned a couple of master's degrees so that when I finally got into this career, I'm. I was well equipped. I'm uniquely qualified to be doing what I'm doing. I didn't jump on any social media bandwagon. I didn't even know what the bandwagon was. I, I mean, <laughs> I. I like this. It drew me in. I was visionary enough, and I've never been visionary with anything, Meg, or my dear listeners. So I just had a <laughs> feeling that this was going to be good, and I wanted to be part of it. And I've. I've stayed true to my core values throughout my guiding principles. Mm -hmm. I, I had two parents who in, instilled a winning attitude and a solid work ethic in me. So I'm basically doing what I was meant to do, and and I and that manifests. 
Yes, it does. And thank you for using that word. So the interesting- I had to get it in there somewhere, didn't I? Well, yeah, we, we're, we're definitely going to manifest together. We're going to use those tools because I think one of the things that people really do appreciate about the show and about my guests is that they offer really awesome grounding tools to help the, you know give them options that have like show them what's worked for you so that maybe they can adopt it in their own life. And I think that that's really kind of the beautiful thing about these opportunities. And you know, it's interesting because you're you seem very at ease with these kind of this kind of uh, this kind of media. Like you know, the but people can be very terrified to get on Zooms or oh, video you too. It's like, I don't want to do it. Okay. You know, it's like you know, what would you tell someone who is having those kind of, you know, anxieties around that? Because if this is the only place that they really have an opportunity to show up, you know, to engage, because you can't go out and, and actually be in the presence of others the way you were before, how do you get around? How do you manifest, you know, that ease and confidence that you speak to when you haven't started when you're 14 years old? You're just well, until you've sat with a technophobe, you have no idea that for, for folks who take technology for granted or where it comes natural to them it becomes second nature to them uh, you can't imagine what goes through the minds and the stomachs of some of these people because they truly are uh, they live in fear of technology they they, they they can't do it there's something in them that for whatever reason switches off they disconnect they unplug they they can't find a place for themselves in the internet world and they don't they don't think it's them they don't think it's real yeah. so the, the virtualization of business which is what i've been really studying for the last eight and a half months as the pandemic has forced us into the online world has been a fascinating study in social science because i'm meeting with all folks some people who are who are technology or technologically gifted who, who understand this far greater than i do i mean i'm yeah. I, I look like i should be that kind of tech geek meg but i'm really not <laughs> i've got a lot of blind spots in all this stuff but but you know what all these platforms are are communication platforms yeah it's just people talking but yeah. we humans we kind of overthink everything and there's this and there's that and we've got to be this or be that or or we we just we're thinking too much it's like when you play baseball and you're swinging the bat in the on-deck circle and you're thinking, well, what if the pitcher throws one low outside? I got to be ready for the inside pitch. I got to be ready for the one in the dirt. I got, there's a runner on first. Uh, okay, they're walking him. And there may be two men on when I got, you know what? Look for the ball and hit it. <laughs> and, uh, enough enough of this, this mind stuff. You've got to go out and execute. And I think yeah. that's what keeps the, the haves from the have-nots. Unfortunately, it's execution. Uh, LinkedIn especially is a media, um, uh, it's a media platform that is a, a meritocracy. Yeah. If, if the achievement uh, is, it, it, you, you achieve by doing, by exerting effort, by applying force on the system. You can't just wing it and phone it in. So how can we, this is really a great um, segue because how can we use your skills at improvisation to really kind of trick ourselves into stepping out of our comfort zone. I, I, I really, I really want to engage from that place because first of all, improv, improv you know, you, you definitely can get a good laugh once in a while. And certainly you're pretty good at that. I've Sometimes. Seen <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that it's a tool that you can use to engage, you know, by, you know, not, not, fixing tight to that script that you think that you need to show up as because as like anyone if you, you like you said I want to go this way then you just hit the ball just hit the ball just go out there and, and just slam at it and when it comes at you so it doesn't hit you hit the ball you know and that kind of frees you from any like you say any script well, I have been off script my whole life. Uh, why start now? Um, I've improvised my entire career and I continue to do it. I, I, tick, I, I don't know what I'm saying until, it actually, until the words leave my mouth. And I, I think the techniques of applied improvisation are helpful to anybody in business and in life. What, what the art of improv has taught me is to be present in the moment. Uh, okay. Yes, and which is the hallmark of, of the improv it. world. I mean, it just it, it's essentially creating something out of nothing. And and that's what I've done. I, I, I and I 
I teach it when I can. Not not everybody's receptive to some of those principles because we're a regimented people. Yeah. People in business, especially in the corporate world, they you know they they'll expose themselves to the techniques, but will they will they integrate them? Will they implement them? So what do they teach Sometimes. you first thing when what do they teach you first thing when you take an improv class or in Second City? I know like you know showing up at a class you know and at this famous place where you know would graduate many amazing you know stellar comedians. Like what is the thing that they tell you or or maybe more than one thing you know that your takeaways so that you actually can engage that in your business and life because you know that's you know what makes it more entertaining and fun for sure. When you walk around the Second City campus, and it is a campus, uh, you're you've got all those pictures up there of the famous people. And and again, I'm I'm I wasn't there to audition for Saturday Night Live. I, I wasn't there to pursue a career in comedy, although maybe I should have. But at the same time, I was there to really train my mind to upskill. Uh, to up level in my craft and to be better at solo performance, but to also learn how to be grounded in the moment and and be on stage with people where we're listening, we're absorbing, we're extending a scene. We keep something going. We we find this kind of common piece, and we just keep the momentum going. And the the same techniques that I would use to keep a scene going and to involve my scene partner. Or partners would be the same techniques I use to facilitate an online seminar, or keep a message thread going on LinkedIn, or or on email, or on phone, and that's really all effective LinkedIn work is. It comes down to how we manage conversations, conversations we keep in play, and not letting people off the hook just because they go dark or radio silent for a few days. <laughs> But but really bookmarking conversations and knowing who people are and involving them. So as an improviser, what I try to do is bring more and more people onto my virtual platform as I can. And I run events and I run,、uh, I facilitate workshops. And again, when people get involved, they learn and they will di- discover their influence and their ability to improvise. So、It's、you actually. You do workshops with Owlish Communications and improv as well. Yes, I do. Oh, that's amazing! I, you know, and and I'm sure at the end of the day, you know, you you see from the day one to day how like whatever. I don't know if it's like a weekend or a day workshop, but I can I bet you can see the change at least if someone shows up to actually start the process, like that small baby step to yeah.、Engage. Well, I'm not running what I would call pure improv workshops. I I apply improv, so、okay. I'm there. Are, there are very learned people in the improvisation community and in the applied improvisation community, and there's,、uh, it, it's growing in popularity. I, the infiltration of Second City、uh, into the business world through their training center,、uh, that's a well-established piece of of. The institution, and they have the name.、Uh, they're helping salespeople, sales teams. They're helping、uh, in the employee in the employee engagement front,、uh, conflict resolution front. They're helping companies boost morale with their people. I mean, the, the techniques are pervasive. It's not like we're just learning about them right now. Right. Because I think everybody feels that oh, improv. Everybody's go out there and be. And be funny and try to get laughs. Yeah. Truthfully, far from it. Improv is what we do on the fly. How we're able to do things on the hoof to, to just create opportunities, or again, sustain conversations and become better listeners, and just again be be more rooted in in what our conversation and communication partners are doing with us, because so much is lost between the cracks. And I just.、Yeah. I just deploy those techniques and in, in, in my practice and sometimes in my life, and that's how I am. That that feeds into my authenticity. The way I respond, which is mostly improvisational, <laughs> like like I'm going to plan my knee-jerk answers. I, I mean, no, of course not.、Yeah. But around that, I'm I'm fearless by by this point about what I say.、Um, awesome. Not not looking to put my foot in my mouth, but just trying to say the right thing at the right time and. Give my communication partner the opportunity to respond. Wow, that's really awesome. I and I and you know it's funny because you don't realize that those tools are so valuable from what you said. One to be in the present moment, 
bookmarking conversations, like, you know, even listening to the point where, oh, because as a prosecutor, you, you listen for those things that you know that are going to engage the cross. You know, it's like, you know, oh, what did he say? I'm like, let's go back. Right. But what you're doing is for, you know, benefiting the actual relationship, which is what sales is based on what you're talking about. So and manifesting, too. And, and honestly, when you're talking about manifesting, what you just said right there, the listening component being present in the moment and actually engaging from a place of interest in what the person has to say and what they bring to the table really does bring you toward a new end, especially in line with maybe something that you're intending. And, and I want to go back to the, um, the concept where, you know, you know, I love talking to different people and engaging from a different place. And then, you know, so I can showcase their extraordinariness. Uh, in the nature so they can others can embrace a spirit of learning through your eyes through your owlish eyes you know and you know because each of us has you know something really fabulous and wonderful and talent that we you know are bursting at the seams to show up as and and i know that people might be just waiting to do it and they're like a little too you know uh, but the bottom line is when you give yourself permission to do it you also give other people permission to do it as well so how do people gain a new perspective through serving like is really your component that you you expressed to us others like you've done and what is the one thing that you can do to help you know you move forward and maybe inspire someone else to move forward in life as well well i think we all know by this time who inspires us and what our capacity for inspiration is uh i i have my heroes in all walks of life that i that i'm I'm drawn to, and in terms of, of how we go out there and inspire others, I, I, I think that's the key is, is the energy behind it. Yeah. And we can't sustain that energy all the time, obviously. I, I, there are people that do, but for the most part, we have our moments where we're reflective and where we're kind of in dry dock and we're kind of working on bettering ourselves. We're, yeah. we're, we're doing our little maintenance and our repairs. And yeah. many people have those types of rituals. I. I do as well. Uh, we fortify our bodies with good food and good nutrition and, and exercise. And in the course of the pandemic, I, we just don't want to be in, in any infected airspace at this point. I mean, right. it's it, that's really the key is keeping ourselves healthy, our minds agile. And that's how we inspire others. I, I, I don't I don't go in with that idea. I, I really go in with the idea of making friends and uh, attracting people to me. I'm I'm like anybody else. I know you're going to put up another meme pretty soon that talks about no one is everyone's cup of tea. But I'm I, do I, that right I, now. <laughs> I I strive to be an acquired taste. Not not everybody's going to get me. And that's cool. I don't want anybody, everybody to get me at this point. Uh, I mean, who, who wants the responsibility of being unanimously popular? Uh, and it, I mean, it's, it's a burden. So I feel that if I'm inspiring someone, if I'm motivating them, if they give me the feedback that I'm doing so, that's great. Yeah. But, yeah. That, but I, I, do, I like that because I know when I'm inspired and motivated. And there are those people out there for me as well. I'm inspired yeah. by my family. I'm motivated by my family, um, my my wife, my two daughters, my my golden retriever. I'm I'm inspired by all of them. I'm inspired by any life form from which I can extract joy. I love that any life form that you can extract joy, and I think that's really important to look for the joy at the. Thank you. That was totally improvised, by the way, man. That was awesome. I loved it. I loved it, and I love the fact that your dog is involved. <laughs> <laughs> you have to involve the dog. He insists. Please. I love the dog. The dogs, people who have dogs make me smile because you know that there is a level of compassion and empathy that goes beyond. So, you know, but I, I do want to go back to the fact that you're saying, you know, I think that living your words of gratitude certainly do encompass a certain joyful element that we all strive to achieve, hopefully, when we can get out of our own way, you know, and, you know, especially in times of challenges, you know, to shift the focus on what you're grateful for, what blessings you you that exist in your lives. And I'm going to put the meme up because I want to, because you said I was going to, so I'm going to include it because it's true. Because, you know, you can be grateful for those people who appreciate the kind of 
genuine, authentic wonderfulness that you bring to the table. But the, the whole fact is there's a freedom in not believing that you're everyone's cup of tea and that you become an acquired taste. And, and, you know, I think that just offering the people the option to see you, you know, and, and, and expose like the wonderful, you know, talents and gifts you have that no one knew before. So at least now there's some semblance of, oh my God, I'm interested. LinkedIn is actually a place I can go to, you know, ex you know, expand my business. Oh my God, who would have known, you know, I've been doing my own thing and now, and then the light goes on, the bulb goes off. And if that is your forte, you go find JD because JD really knows what he's talking about when you're dealing with the LinkedIn space. And it's always good not to have to deal with a learning curve 24 seven. It's kind of nice to know those people who know what they're doing. But that being said, I wanted to say how, as far as like the, the tool of gratitude, you know, that you use in your life and how, is that something that you use as a tool to manifest possibility in the future? Oh yeah. Gratitude is, is a huge piece for me and it should be for everyone. And we're hearing a lot about it in the business world too. It's actually become a strategy, gratitude marketing. And oh, I'm wow. not so sure that gratitude has to infiltrate the strategic realm. I, I don't see it as a strategy. I see it as a natural outflow. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have to be grateful. We have to continuously be grateful. Uh, and we all know what we're grateful for. And uh, again, it's, it's a daily counting of blessings. It's a, a, a daily manifestation with, with confidence and, and self-esteem and conviction and a, and a firm belief that if you're in business, your solutions have value. And in the personal world, as a, um, a, as a parent, as a, a son, as a sibling, as a colleague, or I mean, you have value to others. So uh, I'm, I'm grateful for the ability to have uh, the, the family and the support of friends and all of that. I, I, I mean, gratitude is a huge piece. It should be at this point. And if it's not, you know, I think humans can spot that. I think humans can spot people who are deficit, uh, who are deficient in gratitude. I'm sorry. So, so Tom Egan is saying that he loves the fact that you are part of Second City and for the longest time he wanted to go there and audition for SNL. I mean, if someone is interested in something like that, what kind of encouragement might you give? It's, I didn't even know Second City was a campus. You said it's a campus. I, I, I only imagine, you know, John Candy or like some of my all time faves, you know, practicing there. But can you picture or can you give us a little visual as to what Second City actually looks like so that people like uh, Tom can engage from a place of your experience into possibilities that might still exist because they still offer improv classes, right? Well, it, I right now it's kind of set in the virtual world now right. and I have not done uh, virtual uh, improv education, but Second City at the corner of North and Wells, I mean, there, I mean, it's out there for you. You Google it. There's, there's a wealth of information about the Second City. Uh, it's got several floors of uh, classrooms, of stages, uh, of places to work and create. It, it's, a, it's really kind of like a, almost an incubator for comic talent. Um, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not here to advise young comics. I, again, I, I want to be very clear that I, I, I took the training to really upskill as a, as a business professional and, and I am bringing business theater into what I do. So I've got some broadcast initiatives that will include business theater. And I'm working with some very talented people now, uh, great improvisers and, and, and great I mean, seriously funny people, just very glib, articulate people to bring some of my ideas to life. But at the same time, uh, when it was in its heyday before the pandemic, yeah, you could go there on any weeknight. Uh, the classrooms were busy, uh, full, and there were shows every night. Sometimes I would go there and uh, if I wasn't going to networking events in the city and just kind of hang out there in my blue jeans and my hoodie and just do work there and maybe even go see a show in the evenings. And then uh, I did a show, I performed a show and brought my cast uh, back in May of 2019 um, and, and packed Judy's Beat Lounge, had a, had a great time, did some business improv and it was just for me, it was like a place I wanted to be a couple times a week because I could be with my thoughts. I thought funny, I thought creative. I thought innovative there. It just, it was just very, very good for my psyche to just show up there. That's awesome. And I met a lot of cool people. 
Well, you know, interestingly, I love what you say about business theater. And what came to mind the minute you said that is that, you know, you're outside the box, literally using the skills you learn that would somewhat, you know, everyone says SNL from Second City. But the bottom line is that you can use it outside the box to innovate, like you said, innovate in other areas to bring a level of entertainment, because I think that we're trying to bring the joy back. And the joy can be in business. Like when you say business, it can be, it doesn't have to be drama theater. It can be business, lighthearted, engaging from a comedy perspective theater so yeah. that people can actually enjoy engaging with you on a business level. And and I love that you call it business theater. And, and I think that I can't imagine you separating yourself from that element. Also. Every day is business theater, Meg. <laughs> I have, I'm averaging anywhere between maybe six to a dozen Zoom meetings a day and ask anybody that spent 30 minutes with me in my Zoom room and they'll tell you it's a pretty theatrical experience. Yeah, no, I, I would say that when I did first meet you, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> it's like, a, it wasn't a Zoom like I've had a Zoom before. So it definitely got my attention. And you really do engage that that factor of making someone feel very comfortable as well, which is a definite one. Yeah, I definite yeah. So time to manifest, time to manifest, JD. I say, all right. yes, you know, so what are you manifesting now for your life? Tell me about that. I manifest, I'm manifesting, uh, well, I'm, I'm manifesting the guy that's saying manifesting the wrong way. I'm manifesting <laughs> boldness and supreme belief in my abilities and uh, wrestling with issues just like everybody else but also having a little bit of humor with it and trying to uh, trying to stay calm trying to stay focused and when i when i go into meetings virtual meetings these days when i'm with people in limited capacity now because of of, of social distancing uh, i'm manifesting a, a kind of a quiet confidence i, I want people to see a guy that uh, believes in in who he is is comfortable with who he is uh, I, I've certainly yeah, developed yeah. some thick skin through the years pardon me I think that's a beautiful thing to be comfortable in your own skin my god what so. took a while it's, yeah. it's not something you do a lot of there are a lot of young folks that don't really see that until they get to be a little until they get to be older folks and yeah, I think like, that what? just comes from experience I, yeah, so experience, but what was the first, like, do you recall the moment in time where you said, yeah, I'm tired of the games. I just want to be comfortable with who I am and how I show up and what I do in this world. And like, you know, so those airs of whatever you want to show up, like other people imitating other people being influencers, like other people, but you're finally like in your own skin, you're like, it feels right. So you're the one who is your own cup of tea. Like, you know, as you say, I'm when a tenacious, you... I'm tenacious about protecting my individuality. I, I've never really wanted to be like anyone else. I've always been fine with who I am. And I always wanted people to know that they would see things from me that, or hear things from me that they wouldn't see or hear anywhere else. And that again, I was improvising even back then. So yeah. uh, I, again, I'm, I completely wing it. I don't know what every day is going to hold. I'm not a regimented guy. I'm, I'm not the goal setter that I used to be truly. And, oh, wow. and maybe that's a good thing for me because now I'm able to approach people in a much more relaxed way. They can see, I mean, I mean, I'm not making anybody uptight doing this, am I? Yeah. I mean, of course we're, we're relaxed. We're kind of unplugged a little bit, but this is the way I am in business. When I first started out in, in my career many years ago, I wanted to impress the hell out of people. I, yeah. I just wanted them to like me. I wanted them to do business with me. Yeah. I had a, a very romanticized version of who I was in the business world. But as as time went on and, you know, you take a few chinks in the armor, you, you start to realize, OK, well, you know, maybe I got to go a different way now. Maybe, the, you know, my, my nonlinear path is going here this time. Or and, and to me, it's more of an odyssey than a journey for yeah. personal branding and you don't become a brand overnight. So everything that people see, know, and remember about me has taken years to develop. I mean, hundreds of thousands of hours of thought and experience and trial and error and and stepping in dog poop and, <laughs> and, and picking myself up and trying again and waking up the next day after a really bad day and imploring myself to have a good day. 
I love that you call it an odyssey. It has a different connotation to the word, you know, not a journey, it's an odyssey, like an adventure. This and, is all know, right out of my book, Meg, which you'll have to read when it comes out. I will. I will definitely engage the book when it comes out. And, you know, I, I do want to say that quiet confidence does come through because, you know, I'm channeling. It's, it's lovely that we're having a conversation because one of the words that I am channeling or trying to manifest more so of my life is that effortlessness, you know, not having any true expectations and just trusting that my intuition guides me in a certain way that I engage with people who really are aligned. And I, and that was another question I had for you as you manifest, like, what is it that you can do to start acting in alignment with this outside of the quiet confidence and embracing this odyssey that you, you trying to bring in your business theater, which is, you know, how cool is that? Well, there's a, a the Italians have a term called spezzatura, which means coming off looking very sophisticated and refined without the appearance of trying too hard. Uh, and and I think that's something that I, I apply to my my world. I, I I try not to try too hard. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, much like the baseball analogy of not having to overthink everything <laughs> and and letting letting the experience come to me really, I think is important. And what I would advise anybody that is is wrestling with their image right now and how to best present themselves in the online world, the key is to crystallize a notion in your mind of who you are, why you do what you do, where you're going, who you want to serve in business, and then start to write that piece of the story, which most people don't do. That's what will already separate you from 99.99% of professionals, is that. That, is that you'll go deeper on your story than you've ever done before. You'll start to that. take ownership of that story, and you'll be a good steward of that story. And stewardship of story now is probably the single greatest asset we have is our ability to know who we are, control who we are to the extent that we can and go out there and, and move mountains, not molehills. Well, I'll tell you, as the wise owl you are, Tom, it points out that not to take away from the conversation, but I'm in love with that owl painting in the background. So it adds to the stewardship of your story, especially when you have those objects around you that answer to that myth that you want to create for yourself. And I think that's amazing. I, just, I, want, to, I want to continue. So we've just discussed your your tools and practices and let's go back to the beginning of our journey or our odyssey this evening i'm going to use your words i'm having to love it i'm going to use it like 25 times this week on my effortlessness because i am the least willing to let go and surrender so literally this is my interview for me tonight because all right the quiet confidence that you have is definitely um, contagious. So with that, at the beginning of the interview, I asked you to set your intention and pick a number um, from the book. And I would love for you to share with the audience tonight what that intention was for the outgoing of this wonderful November Attitude Gratitude interview, Living Your Words of Gratitude. Go for it. Uh, well, yeah, it was to tell my story in a way that I haven't told it before. And that's what I try to do with with every one of these uh, podcast interviews that I go on. And when I turn the mic on myself and go out there and speak uh, to other people on the other side, I, I, I talk about just different ways where I can just refresh and, and sound different each time I, I, I talk about things. And yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm accused of many things, but not <laughs> of redundancy. Well, that's awesome. Nobody wants to be redundant in life, right? You've said it before. Move yes. on. <laughs> I don't want to be boring. I don't want to be redundant. Uh, nobody comes to one of my virtual meetings and leaves without uh, some new knowledge and a smile on their face. For sure. And and you have great raffles, too. Or you have great, uh, I love the music, too. So, so what number did you pick tonight? Nine. Nine. So do you want to read from the book or do you want me to read? I'm going to have to have you read from the book. It's Perfect. it's nowhere near me. I, I, awesome. I don't have the book near me. So I am going to go to page nine and I am going to share. It's until your last breath. I'm sorry. Until you breathe your last breath, it's always too early to quit. And this is JD's gift to you tonight. It's always too early to quit. Norman Vincent Peale. 
Ever wonder what you're meant to do with your life? What will allow you to make a difference, leaving this world better for having known the beauty that is you? Each person has a specific mission on this journey. When each person makes it his or her goal to live out that mission, we are all blessed. As each of you delves into your own magical mystery, always be true to yourself no matter what. Very perfect tonight. Each of you must honor the music of your soul to discover what you really are all about. You must honor your intuition and not be distracted by others' expectations and demands. Keep your focus on the dream in your heart. Only you can make the best decisions for your future. As you continue to learn who you are by virtue of life's unique lessons, you become perfectly in tune with the beat of your heart. As you approach goals that clarify your purpose, synchronicity abounds, and the gifts you need on this journey will magically appear. Appreciate these gifts when they appear. See each stage of the journey as an opportunity to learn, make a conscious choice to stay the course until you breathe your last breath, even in the face of adversity. It is too early to quit pursuing the discovery of who you are and what you can become. Remember, the very moment you decide to quit could be the moment you realize the greatest success. Are you prepared to face such an enormous risk? Magical key to bliss is visualize the amazing, amazing things you will do in your life, which I think, needless to say tonight, you definitely, I think that was like journey 10 times. I wish I could have just replaced Odyssey, but it, it really is like what you're, you're telling us all, you know, the wisdom of the owl continuing on the path as you get more enlightenment, being not redundant by, you know, telling your story a different way and, you know, you know, really engaging from that stewardship factor that, you know, that you are the steward of the narrative of your life. And I love well, that. I, I, I speak about uh, the brand Odyssey in my book. I, I believe that we're on a, I believe it's an Odyssey and not a journey because we're meeting some very interesting characters, much like Odysseus did in, in, oh, I love in, in the Odyssey. So I think that's, that's some of the things that have shaped us. We yes. are really, I mean, truth, truthfully, I mean, it gets into the whole nature nurture argument, yes. but uh, that's a huge piece of what we would call our personal brand these days is how we've been able to integrate these experiences from our life into who we are now. And yes. uh, everything that is my, my external, my manifestation has, has come from within the, the inside out transformation. So, um, I, I'm right on with you, man. I I totally believe that that how we telegraph to the outside world is is a direct connection to how we feel about ourselves internally. I love that, and and it's really your own narrative and what you decide it to be, which mm -hmm. is what you're saying. I so what so do you, is your book out already? Boy, don't I wish! Um, can you I'm, I'm trying, so to, co I'm trying to cough it up like a cat trying to cough <laughs> up a hairball at this point. <laughs> um, I'm accountable to a publisher. I hope to have a manuscript by the 4th of January, 2021. So now that I've said it on Facebook live, I mean, for God's sakes, I better produce something. You better but, manifest uh, I'm, 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 Yes. I, at this point in time, truthfully, the book, which, uh, you know, I, I started out to write the LinkedIn book, but very quickly realized that it wasn't something that I wanted to update every three to six months because the site is too changing. But, uh, for me, it's, it's a book about, uh, my brand odyssey actually. I love uh, it. I, so. I can't wait. I really, you piqued my interest. I'm like, God, where's this book? I didn't know anything about it. I didn't read it in your, your, your bio or in your information. So, well, I'm not in the pre-order phase yet. Pretty soon, pretty soon. I'm going to be talking about myself as an author. So awesome. I, I'm happy to help you manifest that certainly by getting the word out and my audiences, because I'm a huge advocate of people who share their story to inspire others to follow suit and get excited and, and, you know, allow that enthusiasm to become contagious. And I really do believe everyone has a story and there are somebody out there who is waiting for it to be published. So bravo to you, JD. Hey, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question because I know I'm sensing with the rhythm of the show, I think we're, we're heading toward the home stretch here, but I'm going to yeah. ask you something now. I'm going to turn the interview oh. over on you now. And I'm going to say, <laughs> I thought I was going to get away with that. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Sorry, babe. Yeah. But at the same time, what we're going to do is here, you know, I, I, I've learned more about my personal brand by immersing myself in the personal brand work of others. So as someone, and by the way, awesome job here uh, on, on the podcast. I, I've really enjoyed this immensely. What have you learned through all of these manifestations, getting people to kind of come into contact with who they are and how they manifest. What have you learned about your own capacity to manifest? 
Well, I'll be honest, when I started these shows, I was terrified. Like I was sure that, you know, my assumptions were that, you know, who is she to be on there? Who is she to be talking? And who is she to show up? And and you know what? I had to get past it because the bottom line is, you know, who am I not to? And, and I think that that is literally what you have to come to terms with, what you were saying, the authenticity factor. So mm -hmm. when I show up, because I know I've seen you in action and I know that someone out there is going to benefit from your knowledge, from your inspiration, from your level and brand of entertainment. And if I can be a factor to share that with the world and this capacity, because I learned what I could as far as how to do these shows, you know, and I love talking and I used to do it on a daily basis. People were not excited to see me cross-examining them on a daily basis. This is my opportunity to shift my karma, to engage people in conversations that really empower them to be the best version, like you were saying, of themselves, but really to go on this odyssey, which I'm going to say, I love the name of your book. It is really an adventure. It is a life adventure. If you choose to take it, it is clearly up to you, right? But that is the choice. And and I think that by taking this choice, I get to play in, in the sandbox with people that I really get a lot of joy from. So I love the question. Thank you for so much for bringing it back to me and, and allowing me. I, I do appreciate the fact that inspiration abounds and you never know what you need to hear until you hear it. I'm really trying to channel the effortlessness of life and I do appreciate your style. You have a very ease of you that really is infectious. I told you, I said, I really appreciate that. And, and I think that when you're dealing with a lot of resilience, right? Even laughing at yourself at points in time because humor is really important. And that is something you're teaching us tonight. That at the end of the day, life is too important to be taken seriously. Oscar Wilde, my fave. And you know, there's a lot of magic out there. It's just that kind of notion of, are you willing to step out of your comfort zone to engage from a different place to, to tell a different story? Like Absolutely. You're so I'm trying to tell a different story for my life, trying not to be you know, um, boxed in by other people's or what I perceive to be other people's limitations. That's not really mine unless I make it mine. So I do appreciate your, your, your asking. I have enjoyed this evening immensely. Me too. I, I know that I know that, you know, a lot of the information, like I love the fact that you, you play in the second city world and you also bring the business theater to life. And, and I love people who are just animated by those connections and who get excited about helping people from a place that you get passionate about, like LinkedIn for you. I think it makes it less ominous. It makes it like not so scary. Like you go and hit the ball, just go hit the ball. It's fun. Go try. Hit the freaking ball. Hit the freaking ball. So with that, I want to give you the final note of inspiration tonight because I want you to send people away in this 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 month of November, you know, lots of things going on in the world. But I really want to have you gear people to seeing things in a certain way that'll expend on this energy of possibility and really garner that, you know, push them toward a, a path to make those choices in their own life. Wow, that's a that's a lot to sum up and and put yeah. me on the spot in that way. Um, My pleasure. Uh, you know, put, you know <laughs> sticking me out on the stage with that with that follow spot on me. And, and, <laughs> I, I think that one of the great questions that people are asked nowadays, and it kind of plays into our nostalgia a little bit, is what would you do or what would you say? right now to your 21 year old self mm. now i'm I, i'm guessing there may be some folks who are not yet 21 who may be watching this yeah. um but at the same time for most of us we start thinking boy boy i wish i could do that over again or i wish i could uh, you know have another go around at that but it, it's a great question and i've thought about it long and hard right. and i what would i say to my 21 year old self and i would just say do right by people. I love it. Do right because we know when we're not at this stage yeah. of the game. And more than anything else, more than selling services, more than uh, moving product off the shelves or, 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 or trying to get the most of anything, or uh, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all mm -hmm. going to 
step in traps from time to time, but the key is to do right by people. And I I really, really try to do that. And I would tell my 21 year old self, don't take people for granted because there, there are folks who are less fortunate than you. There are Mm -hmm. folks who, who gloat about the great things they have. There are folks that uh, will help you. There are folks that will hinder you, sabotage you, but just try to do right by people. And when you do right by people, you'll do right by yourself. I love that. So you hear that, everybody. Guide yourself with the final, the final inspiration of JD tonight. If you're going to manifest your life, the things that you want, you got to do right by people along the way. Because you know what you give is what you receive. The reap what you sow. And I love that to leave people out. Be grateful for those people who show up in any capacity. Because at the end of the day, they're those characters and your story and you want to have really good characters and your story so with that i want to thank you jd please feel free to reach out to jd if you have any questions with regard to you know the linkedin arena or anything that he's spoken to with regard to his owlish communication it's jd g-e-r-s-h-b-e-i-n.com you can contact him there and he is a resource he is a networking maven and he will bring certainly some enlightenment to your life that owl and behind you is definitely wisdom (laughs) you learn wisdom it's just a prop it's a prop, but we love props. Props are good because I could talk about the the two dolphins, what appears to be dolphins. You could. But I like the owl. So the owl matches your blue shirt. So my eyes go that way. So definitely. And Tom says that was great. Thank you both. So thank you all for joining us tonight. Remember, we're all here to be deliberate creators in our life. Dream big. Be the steward of your story. I'm going to say that. And enjoy this odyssey because really it's time to manifest the life of your dreams. And we're all here to do it together and help each other manifest on the journey. And if you're lucky enough, you get to meet people that are as wonderful as JD to be on that journey and a part of your story. So thank you guys tonight. Thank you so much, JD. I'll be sure to put all your contact information in the feed as well. And I wish you all blessings and bliss. Happy Veterans Day to those veterans once again. Thank you for your service and be good to each other like jd says because really that is going to really dictate the course of your life so have a good night everybody bye-bye bye-bye